step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
so now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 393, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I am Chris Featherstone here, getting funky like a monkey live and then living color if you will, baby, yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about uh, tonight, um, very, very excited about tonight, let's see here, uh, let's see here. All right, just a moment. Hold tight. Hello. All right, you ready, Rock? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Just a moment.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, he is former WCW star. He's in the building. Ice Train. How you doing tonight, sir? Awesome. How are you doing tonight? How are your fans doing? What's going doing on? Wonder- doing wonderful, man. Doing wonderful. It's great to uh, have you on the show tonight. Awesome. Let's chop it up. I'm all ears. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's been a while. You retired in, what, 2001 uh, uh, during the close of uh, WCW? Man, I, 2001, let me see. I'm not going to call it retirement. I call it just a nice, long hiatus. I just took a nice, long break. <laughs> a nice <laughs> break. It's a good break. And yeah. when I cut and, 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 and when I cut my Facebook on, I guess about forty five days ago. Uh huh. And it's been wrestling and interviews for the last two straight months. It really has. Wow. Nice. And nice. People were like, "Where did you?" I cut my Facebook on. My son's like, "Hey man, dude, you're doing a lot of great things." And Jim, can you just cut your Facebook on? I said, yep, I'm just going to do it under my name, Harold Hope. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get ready for this bench press. And for my birthday, I'm going for like a, you know, without my shirt on, about a 700-pound bench press. And do my deadlift. So I start, you know, just doing my Facebook, showing my workouts to my friends in college and stuff like mm-hmm. that, man. And just, and just having fun with it. And nice. next thing I know, I'm, I'm old school. I'm like, what is Messenger? Man, it was like all kind of people from 2002 <laughs> trying to get me to wrestle in New York, people from Vance. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Wow. I, I turned it on. It was things on there from 2003, I believe. That's when I first, that was the first text I got from a guy wow. who wanted me to come do an autograph session. So when I cut it on, that's how I got to meet you. No messenger, no Chris, you know. That's how it was, yeah. man. Yeah, man. You know, so that's God, uh... Absolutely, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that, and uh, all the other, uh, all my fans know how serious I am about that too. Um, all right, let's see here. Yeah, we got a lot of people on here ready to rock and roll. Um, so the hashtag is going to be Ask Ice Train. I'm going to put that on there now. So at an 18 year hiatus. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take Man, you I'll know take I, I, I really you know I, I see DDP about I do my once a year reunion with him give him a high five shake his hand always yeah. talk to Teddy Long um, I will bump into some of my friends from Europe here and there and they will all say what are you doing I said man I'm just enjoying life and my sons I got my one of my sons graduated got to watch all his college games and you know, every weekend I was in Indianapolis watching the game at Ball State. Went to a couple bowl games with Little Harold. Um, also, my other son runs track for Morehouse College in Georgia. My other son, he's a boxer. Um, wow. Probably turn pro in the next year. And and I just I've been doing my daughter's a pianist. That's what she calls it, the pianist. And my wife, you know, she does her church thing and she does her um, talk show, working on her podcast called Sit and Stand. And man, oh. I just been just I just been chilling where she talks to people and counsel them about God and and man, that's just it's just been positive. And I go to the weight wow. room. That's what I do. 
I love it, man. Uh, my uh, my my fans, uh, my my the PNP Nation is what they're called on my show. They know that I'm a very devout Christian. I'm actually in ministry myself. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, every time every time I hear Russell talk about Jesus, man, it, it makes it just uh, oh, it warms my heart. <laughs> do you do you know Chris? I thought God was mad at me. Before I went back to WCW, Chris, did you know I was on TVN for six straight weeks? Paul Crouch used to call my house. And I knew that at that time in my life that I still, I never played with God because I was all, God has always been my provider. I'll tell you the story of how I went back to WCW for a second time. And give me a moment to tell you that story, but I'm going to intrigue you with this one. I used to be on TV. Me and Lee Haney used to get up in the morning and work out. That's how, you know, we would talk about things. And I did one of the highest rated shows on TV, on TVN before I started wrestling. It called Demons in the Bed. And I was, mm-hmm. Haney, I was like, you know, Lee, Lee Haney, he's a very good friend of mine, a very devout Christian, too. I went to Haney, I said, man, do you know every time? Did you lie and you fornicate and you sin? You got all these angels around you, and then on the other side, you got demons around you. He's like, what? I said, brother, think about it. In the world, man, bro, if you out there, you got three chicks in the bed with you, and you're a pro wrestler, pro football player, pro basketball player. I blew his mind. I said, what is that? Lee was like, no, that's just sex with three girls and you fornicate. I said, no, brother. See, the devil is deeper than that, Chris. We ain't going to go on the God tip, but I tell people all the time, it's really deeper than that. You have so many channels that's going on in your universe where you don't know what's about to happen, what's going to transpire. But when you're walking in that gulf of sin, man, it seems like a party, brother. And that's what's wrong, you know, in, in my world of wrestling, man. It was a lot of... Pro wrestling was a great business, but man, I tell you, you talking about some stories, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. What what a what a wild time! A lot of my brothers have fallen off because nobody never really sat down with them and talked to them about God. You got to mm-hmm. remember, a lot of guys come into this business; they're bodybuilders, steroids, strippers, stuff like that. They come into the business already spiritually unclean, and you put money. And drugs on top of that, Chris, you got a man, you got a brother, you got a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you got you yeah. you got the suicide rate. But on the other side, man, it's so many beautiful people. The Triple H, the Eric Bischoff. Man, I love Eric Bischoff. Man, Eric Bischoff was so good to me. Ernest the Cat Miller, brother. You talking about Booker T, Stevie Ray, Diamond Dallas Page, pretty cool too. Uh, but you got a lot of good guys. And then, but the mm-hmm. public, they only hear the they only hear the sad story, bro. They only yeah. hear the story. I just met Devon Hughes the other day at an autograph session. Man, it was like it was like a brother. When I met um, Devon, it was like a brother that I had never met in my life. It was like it really oh. was. It was like he walked over to me. I was sitting down at the autograph session. I think I was talking to um, Tim Hunter. And we we're just chopping up easy train. You look like you just walked out the right. I said, you know, lies count, even good lies, little lies. He said, don't no, make you look. You look, man, that's crazy how you still look 20 years later. And then Devon came. What? Are, I mean, just some great guys that I've never met 
you know, from WWE, man, and I got to see Ron Simmons and one of my idols, Butch Reed and Brian Clark. Hacksaw. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, Hacksaw. What a real brother, man. What a man. Butch Reed is a man. I mean, just real. And Ron Simmons, still my big brother. And we got to laugh and we got to talk about my kids. He said, you've been just, I said, man, just to have my sons. My one son got his master's. My other oh, son, nice. I mean, just again, my son got it. And then my other son is going to Morehouse. And, I mean, I, I did. Now, I got daughters, too. Now, my daughters, they're the tough ones right there. Boy, they're the tough ones, you know. But my wife deals with them mostly. You know, I kind of let my wife deal with them. But, man, ask me any question you want to ask me. I'm going to sit up here, and I'll talk about God and Ron Simmons and DDP and DDP <laughs> Yoga. And I'll bore the heck out of you, man. Let's, let's chop it up. Ask me anything you want to, bro. Uh, you, I like I like the name dropping because I had actually most of those people on my show that you said. I've had uh, Bischoff on my show. I've had um, uh, DDP on my show. Uh, I've had Booker T on my show. Um, you said someone else that uh, I've been trying to get Butch Reed, man. If you uh. Man, you know I, I, I can get is. you know I what know. I can get Teddy to get in touch with Butch. Man, Butch just be okay. on that farm. But let me tell you something, man. That 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 Eric Bischoff, man, yeah, he was Bush good. Show twice. Yeah, cool, man, cool Bischoff, dude. Bischoff was one of the most pure people. They couldn't lie to you, and that's what made Eric Bischoff a good person. He never knew how mm-hmm. to lie. Do you know, man? It was so funny, man. I think. Let me tell you the story. So one day I called Dallas. I'm training. I'm in good shape. I'm like, you know what? This is garbage. You, you fired me because basically I had a, uh, I, I wasn't into the, I wasn't, I wasn't no, I was my own man. I wasn't about to be, if I didn't want to talk to you that day, you could read me wrong. And, and I felt like they wasn't developing me. I could dunk. I could jump. I, honestly, I was the strongest man ever to ever put some, you could talk Bill Kazmaier, but other than Bill and Ted Arsini, I'm the strongest ever person ever put some boots on, but I'm the most athletic person ever put some boots on. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah. Nobody's ever talked about the 700-pound bench press. Nobody, Just the three-time All-American. That Man, that stuff was just underneath. And it yeah. began, as I grew up, Chris, it began to bother me. When I would watch a guy who I thought couldn't walk and chew bubble gum, but you just pushing the mess out of him. Never flunked mm-hmm. a drug test. Never took a steroid up there. Never. They they all. Man, I took more drug tests for WCW, man. For, it it was their way to get me out the door if they wanted to. Cause like, man, this dude is just never gonna flunk a drug. No, I never did it. And wow. I never did it. You know, it it was crazy, man. It, it was so many politics. But with Bischoff, when Eric was there, man, it was great for African American. I'm gonna tell you the truth. He hired more African-American people ever in the South, ever. Bobby Walker. I remember, bro, I remember when me and the Harlem Heat came in together, and they probably wouldn't care either. Man, we weren't even making 1000 a week. Wow. We're on the road. They were doing main events. I promise you they weren't making that much money because we was running around five in the van, and they probably laugh at it to this day. But they paid their dues, man, and and they were doing main events, and they were just not paying them, you know. And and they was my brother, so I can, I can say that, man. We was down, man. Booker mm-hmm. T and Stevie Ray, man. We we was good.
talking about two straight up real brothers, and they would be with me and my brother Scotty. We would be on the road, man. We would just laugh all day long. And um, I remember Booker T would get so mad every night. He would want to fight the Shockmaster because he would put all that weight on top of Booker's ribs and ribs. <laughs> Booker would come back to the arena just so hot. But, man, you're talking about just a great time. But um, Eric Bischoff. So one day I called Eric Bischoff. I'm going to give you the spiritual side. I woke up, and God said, call Eric Bischoff. Well, I didn't have a number. I called DDP. DDP said, bro, they're not hiring anybody, bro. Bro, it's over, man. WCW, man. It's, they're only paying like, you know, it's in, it ain't the kind of contracts you want to train. And why are you not going to Vince? I said, God didn't tell me to call Vince McMahon. He told me to call Eric Bischoff. So 10 minutes later, 930 rolls around. I called Eric Bischoff. This is what he told me, Chris. Man, I have been looking for you. Where have you been? Now, that's the funny side of the business where you think everybody's your friend. They're going to mention you, talk. Man, it's one of the most selfish businesses you can get into because mm-hmm. guys are all about their self. And if I would have listened to Dallas, I would have never became Emma Smooth. Eric Bischoff was so excited to see me, but the powers to be, just imagine you making over six figures sitting at home for a whole year. That mm-hmm. just wouldn't even – I was sitting at home just doing gardening work for a whole year because – the other people who were the other writers were like, man, there he go again with Ice Train and blah, 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 blah. And then I finally got the program with Canyon. Um, I know I did the Am I Smooth thing. Eric Bischoff was going to go to Fuchsia. Him and Jimmy Hart took me to the back room, Chris, and they told me they were going to repackage me, do my whole thing. So, man, we're going to give you the push. We think you got the charisma, and we know how. And Jimmy Hart was really behind it. He's like, I just think you got a lot of charisma, and we have not developed you right. And, man, when the future thing didn't come, and I got all excited to to go work for Bischoff because I knew if I worked for Bischoff, if I worked hard, and he put me in a good program, it was going to be good. Because I was was a little tough to work with. If I ain't like you, it could be a bad match. You know, if I liked you, if I knew you could move and – I just wasn't going to do a bunch of tackles and tackles and headlock and headlocks. I like to jump and leap, and I just like to have fun in my matches, and that's what happened to Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice, man, we couldn't get out the locker room together. But I'll tell you this, if we would have been a little bit different time, I believe me and Norton could have been one of the best. But yeah, at that time, uh, it just wasn't. Yeah, it was – I don't know, man. Well, it's funny because, uh, I mean, I, I followed you all through your WCW career, and uh, it was funny because I just wanted to just – Go back for a second. I watched a uh, sh- um, what was it? Uh, it was a match. I think it was on Nitro. Might have been on Thunder, but it, it was in the Nitro or Thunder. It was between you and Ming, and uh, <laughs> I saw you. And man, you just, just like you were t- saying, you uh, did a leapfrog, a three hundred pound leapfrog on Ming, and you did like um, one of those running um, crossbody uh, crossbodies. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty impressive, man. I was like, all right, all right. And uh, and with uh, I remember Norton too. I remember when uh, I've had Norton on my show, and uh, uh, I don't know. I have to remember. I have to look in the ar- listen to the archives and 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 uh, see if we talked about uh, his his um, teaming up with you. Uh, but I remember Fire and Ice, and I was like, why aren't 
this team uh, getting a push, but for some reason, it was kind of odd, like you said, it was kind of odd timing to me because it just seems like Norton just had that, you know, NWO type of heel feel to him still. And there were, I know you guys were feeling with the Steiners, if I'm not mistaken, for a little bit. Um, and then you had the, uh, what was it, the, uh, you guys were in the Battle Bowl and you were selected uh, as the team, randomly selected as a team. Um, but I, I, as far as I remember, I know that you guys were teaming up together and then y'all were like beating each other up in the match and y'all, like, that's how y'all became a team. And earn each other's respect. Me and Norton. Now, was that the was that backstage? Like, that's is that how it was supposed to uh, formulate as far as the team is concerned? Was that booked that way? Let, let me tell you how it was. Everybody, I this this how I looked at Fire and Ice. Norton at that time didn't really understand because all he did was an NWO is just basically became a B teamer for the NWO. Right. It wasn't like he was up there with Hogan and stuff like that. He was with Bagwell. So he was still a B teamer. Mm-hmm. When Norton was with fire and ice, fire and ice and the Steiners got some of the highest ratings ever in WCW. Mm-hmm. Those matches, because nobody ever closed line the Steiners like we did, not even the Road Warriors. It was back. If you ever watched the matches, it was back and forth. Oh, yeah, I remember. It really was. And I love working with Rick and Scotty. And I think Norton just thought I was a mean-ass person. Excuse mm-hmm. my language. When I say but, I mean, at that time, you probably thought I was mean. At that time... I, I had been with Ron Simmons, and I saw the disaster before it hit. It was like, okay, here we, it was, this is almost another Ron Simmons and ice train. Mm. And it wasn't because the tag team wasn't getting over. Wrestling is entertainment. You can push something. They didn't push that down to people's throat. And next thing you know, we're doing one match together, and we're doing a pay-per-view, and we broke up. It was, mm. it was like it was because, I believe, that at that time Norton just felt he wanted to be on his own. He thought he was going to get the Japan push on his own, but basically, mm-hmm. it never happened. It never. He never got to come in there and beat Sting and all those other guys. He still stayed down there, kind of dealing with the same people I dealt with. It yeah. could have. I think Fire and Ice both of us dropped that ball. He can. He don't have to admit it. But when people think of Norton, they think of Norton, the NWO, eh, but they think of Norton with fire and ice. It, they had an article, one of the wastedest tag teams ever with WCW was fire and ice. It was. Yeah, it and was. people felt I that agree. way. Yeah. It was like, man, they, 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 they put them out there and they're done. It made no sense. But if, you know what? I believe that I would, I don't think that Norton just, Norton just thought I was just a, a mean person. He just thought I was like arrogant, um, green. No, I could work a match with Finley better than anybody because I worked him in Germany with him. No, and Norton actually, and Norton, I don't think he liked doing the jobs to me. I think he did like five jobs to me where he had to lose the matches. That probably killed his ego too. But 
the, the point of it is we all lose matches in wrestling. It doesn't matter who it is. I just thought Fire and Ice was just a, was a great idea by Eric Bischoff, and there was nothing. Once you don't put any money and time into it, it doesn't work anyway. <laughs> that's just that's the Chris. That's the simplest way to get past that conversation. There was yeah. no money. There was no time put into Fire and Ice. It was two guys thrown together after three matches um, on t- on TV. They were just nice, stiff, and solid, and they put us together, and they pulled us apart quicker than they put us together. Was it my fault? I guess. Was it his fault? I don't know. But it, I would take the blame on Fire and Ice. And I enjoyed my run with Chris Canyon because the matches I had with Canyon were, were really good. He's a good mm-hmm. athlete. I enjoy working with Chris. Yeah, yeah, he uh, definitely was a good athlete. I agree. All right, so I got some questions for you, Train. Um, so the uh, hashtag is Ask Ice Train. Um, got some uh, short answer questions for you. The leader is asking, uh, do you watch wrestling today? And if so, what do you think about it? Man, I watch wrestling because – I get to see my little mini me out there. I believe Big E Langston. It reminds me of myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure does. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think there is some talk, there's some chat of uh, Big E's resemblance uh, on the on the chat room. Uh, Mo is asking if you didn't retire before the WWE merger, what did you what do you think your career would have been in WWE? You know what. I think after the deal with Eric Bischoff with the Fusion, I wasn't in, like I told Ron Simmons three weeks ago, I wasn't, I was a real athlete. So when I played football, I was a three-time All-American. I love my weightlifting, Chris, and the fans out there. I wasn't about to go through another battle of politics trying to prove to people who I was. If you push me and you gave me somebody, who was athletic, I could work with him. If you just put me in the ring with another big guy, you're just going to get another big guy match. And mm. at that point, I was tired. I was like, I'm good. God, it's, when God wants you to walk away, when I'm 54 years old, brother, and I'm not, and I feel that I can get out there and train for three weeks and I can do the same match that I did in WCW because I have no injuries. I'm Brother, you can go to my face. They can go to my Facebook page and be like, oh, my God, he looks the same. Because everything I did, it was just me. There was no there was no gimmick on top of what I was just being me. So I believe my career would have probably been no different in WWE because it goes back to if you're not going to put the money behind me, then you're not going to, then you're not going to push the character. And I wasn't yeah. about to bend down and kiss your boom, boom cave. To, to make you push me either I just wasn't <laughs> Pez Watley and Thunderbolt Patterson Just drove that into me man And it stayed with me Because yeah. when I look at wrestling now I enjoy more 20 years Being out of the business Because there's so many people like What happened? Brother, mm-hmm. your guess is good as mine <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. So no, I, I don't think Anything would have changed I would have been a mid-carter I'm just keeping it real and I would have been in and out of there two or three times and came back and repackaged. And, and spiritually, I just wasn't doing that. So I was, mm-hmm. I, when Johnny Ace called me and told me Vince's deal, I said, Johnny, thank you so much. Have a good day. 
and I thought I, I thought he really was like, is he killing? Is he really serious? He's turning he down really his face. You gotta say it like the yeah. Johnny Ace. Is he really serious? <laughs> yep, that's how. Yep, he's like, he's like. So what do you think about this? I said, nah, that's not me. And I wasn't going to go down there. And I watched how they had treated some guys from New York. But all that changed when I met Devon the other day. I was like, man, there's some pretty cool bros up there. And I had never met Devon, and I had met Pope too. And I was like, man, it was like I had been in the room with two brothers that I had never met before. And that let me know that, you know what, maybe I should have went to Vince. You know, maybe I should have went to Vince and, and gave him a shot. But I just I wasn't interested in it because wrestling, to me, had changed. It became a bunch of guys eating tuna fish, getting six-packs, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't what I. It, it wasn't what I grew up watching. Don mm-hmm. Morocco, Bruno Sammartino. It beca- it became a different business. It yeah. really did. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the leader's asking, how is it working with staying, and have you two kept in contact? Uh, uh, any being both Christians. You know what? I haven't talked to Steve in a little while, and I think. Um, I think Sting was always a good guy. His our last conversation. This is me and Sting's last conversation. I was wrestling, and he looks at me. I was am I smooth? He said, "If they don't ever push you now, they're never gonna push you." Because mm-hmm. I'm watching your matches, and they're good, and they're real good. And um, I said, "You think so?" He says, "Yeah." And when Barry Wyndham pulled up, those. When I knew guys like Barry Wyndham, when I walked backstage one day after a match, and Wyndham told me, "Boy, you're getting it now," and um, those those are the things that really stick with me. When yep. Sting tells me, "Hey, you 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 got it," and and Barry Wyndham tells me, "You got it," and when they're begging um, Vince's son, "Hey, I got a match with Chris King and the Ice Cream. Can we keep it on the program for the last night in Panama?" And they scratch it, but our our writers wanted me and Canyon to do the last night together, you know, on a, on our program, and they just scratched it. So oh, those are the those are the things. Sting is an awesome guy, just a good man, straight up admits his flaws, admits his mistakes, and that's why God loves him. Because anytime you're an open book, you can never judge. You just got to read the book. Read the book. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, Evan's asking a good question here. Um, what, uh, who, who is your black Mount, Mount, uh, your black Mount Rushmore in football and wrestling? So four. Oh, that's top, tell uh, Evan, in, uh, football tell Evan and four I'm, about to, I'm about to give it to him, brother. Okay. Tell Evan, he ready? Yep. Bobo Brazil is number one. Okay. Three more. Ron Simmons is number two. Okay. And Thunderbolt Patterson is number three. All right. One more for the Mount Rushmore. And here we go. The last but not least, I'm going to give Booker T my last person. Because that's I a, think that's Booker. That's a solid four, man. Yeah. I believe I, it's, it's a solid four. Plus, it's, I think it's different generations. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe I know what Booker T been through. I know 
his story. I know his blood. I know his sweat and tears, and I know him. I know Ron Simmons. Ron loved the business, never about money. Now, the funniest person you ever going to meet in your life now, there ain't nobody going to tell a story better than Ron Simmons. <laughs> okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, Ron Simmons, if you ever want to, he can go to Saturday Night Live and, and man, just make millions of dollars. The man is just a, a natural-born. Chris, when I tell you the man is just a comedian, the man, the stories are just, and he, and he does, he, how he does them, I just tell you one day, we pulled up to a window, and we were ordering some food. He says, please, excuse me, can I have some condiments, please? I would like some ketchup, some mustard, and two pickles on my burger. I said, are you really ordering your burger like that? Yes. And the guy was so serious, and the girl at the window was laughing. But that's, that was Ron Simmons, and Booker T was the hardest worker that I ever met, and he didn't let his color stick with him. He didn't. He he, he broke all racial barriers. That's yeah. how much Booker T loved that business. Yes, and that's how much you gotta love it, like Booker T. Booker loved the business. Yeah, that's my route, that's my Mount Rushmore. That's it. Yeah, that's man. Mine. I, yeah, that's a that's a solid four, man. I, I, I yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, Booker T's uh, he's in my top five of all time, and. um so yeah, uh, it was a, it was a, such an honor. It was a bucket list item to interview him, um, and he's uh, he was you know nice guy when I talked to him uh, off air too. So yeah, good Man, stuff. Tell Evan that's that's mine. If he got a better one, let me know. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a pretty high standard with that with that Mount Rushmore. I'll, I'll say that. Um, Appreciate it. Next. Lexi's asking uh, if given the opportunity to manage Big E and or the New Day, what type of booking would you push for him or them? Man, if I was, I I would, I think Big E, you know, the smile, mm-hmm. I would, I would turn Big E into a heel. Really? Because, yes, I would. Because when we smile and we're we're that nice guy look, it reminds me of myself, but I was just better when I didn't smile. I just Mm. think he would be a great heel because he can wrestle. I think he can carry a match with a baby face and and as strong as he is and just really push his power. You know, but they're not going to push his power because they still pushing Brock's power. See, that's where that's where mm-hmm. it goes. That's see, see, that's what you gotta understand. I'm not gonna push Big E as my strongest guy in this company physically, because I got Brock to push. So you gotta always keep him with a smile in the face. It's that. It's that. It's that. Um, it's not discrimination. It's just you don't rock the boat. That's what that is. But if they were ever to turn him heel, my God, he'd be dynamic. Because you would get to let him unleash his his powers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he was in NXT, he was a babyface. And then he came up to the main roster as like Dolph Ziggler's heavy. So he was a, he was a heel for a while. I just, he became a babyface because he was just so, like he... He just oozes charisma. Like Biggie is just a charisma magnet. And I think it's amazing. 
um, because he's just so over. He's just so likable. And I think the gyrating, like if, if it was if it was up to me, I would I would keep him babyface, but I would make him a little bit more serious. Okay, like, that's I think a good if point. you make now, him, now we agree on that. We we yeah. totally agree on that. Just yeah. a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I look at a man. I, just, I but he's dying. But to me, he's a very good dynamic young guy, man. I love him. I've read yeah. some comments. Man, on YouTube, man, they, they're, they're hilarious. That is Ice Train's son. He's in the backstage somewhere <laughs> with him, man. I, I mean, the comments I read, I've never met yeah. a kid a day in my life. And, I mean, I'm talking about 30 or 40 of them. My son would come up to me and say, who's Biggie? I said, Where's, man, read that. I said, oh, my God, you guys are hilarious. I, I can read the, man, him and Ice Train would have been dynamic together, man. And it's cute, man. And But I'll tell you, it's just a brotherhood. It really is, Chris. And as we get older, as I get older now, I appreciate what I did more. Because until I went to those autograph sessions, oh, my God, I had no idea how many people were Ice Train fans. When I looked at my table, I was like, um, this is my table? He said, yeah, why you think I wanted to make sure you got on that plane last night? I said, right. oh, wow. Okay. Cool. I had one guy come up to me, man. I promise you, I don't know what they charge some people. It was like thirty dollars to take a selfie. He took five selfies. He brought fifteen pictures to sign, and I'm talking about groups of that. And all he wanted to know is what happened. And it's kind of funny. I was like, maybe my name is the whatever happened because it's like you just disappeared. Yeah. And and when you're and when you're in tune with your family, and your kids and your wife and your love for God in your community, yep. it could it could make you make different changes. Like right now, do I appreciate wrestling more than I appreciated it three years ago? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Because three years ago, I would sit up and be like, now, what happened? Why I never go to Vince? Because I knew why they wanted to go to Vince, because I just wanted to, I wanted to be happy. I didn't. I got to the point when I came home one day, Chris, and I didn't know where my glass, my dishes were in my house. I knew I was on the road too much. Wow. And I knew I had missed a lot of time with my son Harold. Mm-hmm. He was my first one, and when he got in high school, I basically for those eight years high school and college, I was in Indiana every weekend watching football games. We had a home in Ohio, and I had a home in Georgia, and that's where I was for a whole eight years. Ohio, Georgia, Cincinnati, Indiana. Every weekend really? watching my son play. I'm an Ohioan. Yes. Huh? Well, I'm an Ohioan. What part? Oh, man, Cincinnati. I was in Marymount. Okay. Right outside. Mar- yeah, Marymount, Ohio. A little smaller village. Very nice. You know, it's, it's, my sons couldn't wait to get out of there because, <laughs> you know, as, as a parent, I wanted to move and to the suburbs, they was like, man, can I see somebody that looks like me in school? And it was only one, they were only one out of 3,000 kids, they were the only ones. <laughs> so they begged me to come and live in Georgia. And my wife would be up there with the other two kids. But that was yeah. that was my life for 14 years, my kids. Oh, wow. and, I, and I would not turn, I, the money part, yep, I probably lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But the respect I have for myself as a parent, 
brother, can't be stopped. It's one thing Amen. Dallas Page said. DDP said, you might stand a person up for dinner. You might not come visit them when you say, but I know one thing, you love your kids, and that is, that's what makes you UH. I said, man, I love my kids. Yeah, yeah. I do, and tell tell Big E man has a lot. What was the name of the kids who asked questions? Evan. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Lexi, she asked the question. Lexi, Lexi, mm-hmm. tell Lexi Big E is going in the next two years. Vince is going to give him a big push. I believe that I hope so. he's going to get he going to get some real strap titles. Just just yeah, believe so. it. He is. He's going to be a star. I hope he wins the Royal Rumble and uh, faces Brock at Mania. I uh, Brock is champ now. I think Big E. You know there were some some rumors last year, or there were some rumors this year and last year, especially last year, that Big E was going to get a, a, a singles push. You know, still be with the New Day, but 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 still, you know, get a big push. Um, I was hoping it, uh, and then you know they chose Kofi for like uh, the Money in the Bank, and then they chose Kofi for the Gauntlet this year. Um, and I was like, you know, I like Kofi, I like Kofi, but I was like, man, I like Big E. I think he's just a he just oozes with charisma, man. They need to give him a shot. Now, how about this, Chris? What do you think about Master P in his new group? <laughs> uh, so uh, for those who uh, for those who don't know, uh, big news broke today that Master P bought uh, House of Glory Wrestling, um, and he said uh, <clears throat> he said uh, Vince McMahon, <laughs> Vince McMahon, uh, you know, is is going to uh, uh, what did he what did he say? He said something in the uh, he said something like Vince McMahon. Um, Basically called him out, you know, talking about uh, wrestling uh, and Vince McMahon. And um, <clears throat> so he said he's going to get the wrestlers and, you know, from WWE and all that. And so I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, the first thing I thought about, the first thing I thought about, hey, just go build your own talent. That's how you do it. And in five yeah. years from now, they'll be good. Yeah, if if you true. really There's... if you got the, if if you got the money behind you, you start bringing in other names. You, you're dealing with different personalities, so you know you might want to get on the phone with him, Chris, and give him some good wrestling, as he called it, wrestling. Yeah. Some wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you need to. You, he just needs to build his own brand if that's what he wants to get into. Yeah. He because he he really does. I agree. Yeah, that, that was um... that was funny. <clears throat> I I agree. I think in order to succeed in wrestling and compete against Vince McMahon, uh, he I, I think it's good. I, I like I like what you said about that. I, I think it's good to develop new stars, but I think the first thing you do you gotta you gotta get some heavy hitters to a, to bring people to interest. You know, bring people to your product and develop new stars that way because they're so, and I mean, the indie, the indie world is just so just covered with, uh, with, with names now. So we'll see how that goes. You know what? And it's covered with names. And and you know, the the thing about it is Chris is that you can, if he was smart, I would get in touch with Stevie Ray, Mm. Teddy Long and, and 
Ron Simmons and he gets some minds behind him. Yep. And then you start pushing you get then you get some different minds behind you. <laughs> you know the this this is my thing about wrestling. Wrestling as we're saying. Wrestling. <laughs> if if you have no creative control and this was Thunderbolt's Patterson issue, Pez Watley's issue. You gotta understand how Ole Anderson, if you go back to my early time in WCW, Ole Anderson never paid a dollar, but he knew how to push you though. I remember I was in the ring, you can go with Steve Austin, Brian Pillman. Hmm. Ole told me, I'm sending you out here, I don't want you selling anything. You're not supposed to take one bump. This is what you do, you just beat the hell out of them because the crowd likes them. Like you, you can go to his Ron Simmons against Ice Train, Steve Austin. I didn't do any selling, but Ole knew that because brother, my ratings when Ole had the book. Now you didn't make much money with Ole with the book, but you could get ratings because he knew how to push him. And what's the one? Bill Watts. Bill Watts. He knew what to do. With the African American person, sad but hmm. true. I'm telling you. Hmm. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you. I heard about Watts. How, they knew how to get. Yeah. Oh man. Only two now. You got to think him and Thunderbolt Patterson couldn't stand each other, but they were best right. friends. Hmm. <laughs> and he only only would call Thunderbolt a racist right in front of each other. They 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 man they would infer that they'd be all over them two right now. But brother, they. <laughs> They, oh my God, they couldn't even, oh my God, only been fired 18 times and Thunderbolt would have been in human resource department 18 times. <laughs> but they just had that kind of relationship. They did. Chris, man, they was the wild, wild west, man. And um, Eric and Oli couldn't get along. And Eric was like, man, you know what? I'm done with you, Oli. But Oli, oh, wow. yeah, oh yeah, Oli, Oli had the book when Eric first got there. And he only had it for like, oh my God, I think it was about eight hundred bookers in WCW. Oh my God, you you have Dusty with the book, mm-hmm. and then in there's some kind of way that Terry Taylor will always get up in there and get a book too. Oh my <laughs> goodness! And um, yeah. and that was and that was the end of it for anybody who's African American. Terry Taylor still think about the WCW because he conjured up that eight chair shots. That nobody seen me take against Chris Canyon on TV, but one time. Mm. Oh my God, Chris! The human resource department was blowing the phone up the next day. <laughs> Blow it up! <laughs> oh my goodness, man! They wanted to know was I about to sue the company for forty million dollars because I took eight chair shots, and the NAACP was all over them about that. Oh, but at wow. that time, you know, oh yeah, man, and and um, oh they were furious, and um, Terry Taylor called my house. Hey, you okay? Um, bro, Chris Canyon, you, you know what? I haven't had any head problems, but man, at that time, I could have done, I was just a straight up dude. I never jumped in on those lawsuits. I knew what I was getting into when I walked in there. I knew, I knew what I was getting into, and I, I never did it, man. I just say, hey, I just respect you as a man, and you respect me as a man. We'll be okay when you're done working with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fine. You know, it was never about 
can I have a job? Can I please have a job? I wasn't about to kiss butt to get to a title. And that's what I liked about the Steiners, man. They were just real. When I, they from Detroit just like me, but my God. When I look at Rick and Scott, man, I just see my homeboys and they and they and they just weren't no butt kissers either, man. You got yeah. so much butt kissing going on in wrestling that some people should wear chocolate lipstick on their lips and so much <laughs> butt kissing up in there. Oh man. Oh, uh, before we go, um the, the okay, so before before we go is there any backstage stories of you like just being a fly on the wall and just trying to hear someone just kind of try to talk their way up uh, in the books? Now, you've been watching wrestling long enough. We mentioned somebody earlier in this show. Now, you got to understand. How many guys you've seen 40 become a world heavyweight champion who was just enhanced with talent in their thirties. Mm. Okay, I now read that's gonna be good Q and A. That that's <laughs> gonna be good Q and A for your people to figure out. Brought the name up on this show. And I'm not talking I, about Booker T. So yeah, I read between that line very quickly. Yes. So <laughs> that hey brother, that that's it right there. And and that's a guy I couldn't Whoop of fly off. I mean, the fly tap him out in real life, but uh, it's not a dig. It's not a shoot. It's, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if I mean, but God bless him, he got there. And um, he's doing a lot of magnificent stuff then. But that's how I believe somebody talked their way up to. I mean, I mean, but he was a hard worker. Do not get me. He was at the power plant every day, training working hard, and, and Eric helped him give him that break. And the people mm-hmm. loved him. But, I mean, that that's something that that's the only person I knew. He Now, I'm going to be honest. He did work super hard. But mm-hmm. I knew it was a lot of guys who worked super hard, and they never got that break, bro. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and that's, just, that's just how it is. But uh, that yeah. would be my one story of the fly on the ball who worked their way up. That would mm-hmm. be it. Now, now if you get Rick and Scott Steiner on the phone, they will spin that whole thing and just <laughs> rip it. You you say you got no cussing on the phone, it'll be some cussing on that phone. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't have Chris, to tell you. <laughs> man, I tell you, it's, it's it has been my pleasure, man. I really am sorry about the bad connections we had earlier. Tell the people out there, man. Thank you guys. For tuning in and chop listening, if you listen for one minute or the whole time, man, I really had a ball. It was yeah. nice to talk. It was this is my first podcast. I'm gonna be honest with my with my fellow African American brother. So that was oh. awesome for me too, you know. Oh. And um and and I'm proud of what you're doing, man. You keep up the awesome work you're doing. Thank you. You know because Thank to you. have a love a love for the business like you do. Man, that is outstanding because it's a great business, man. Pro wrestling is one of the longest-running opera stories ever, and it never it ends. And it is it's a beautiful thing, man. I don't regret one day doing it. I loved every minute of it. I love Europe. That was my real home. I got to work over there for seven years for Otto Vance. 
um, going to Japan, but the time I had in Germany, as I leave you with this, no auto vibes. If there's a heaven, auto's in there. Um, and people, I want to say thank you. It's Jody Hamilton, Paul Orndorff, Eric Bischoff, Otto Vance, Thunderbolt Patterson. Those were people who helped me, and Black Jack Mulligan helped me in this business. And, man, they were awesome people because they had no race. Chris, they had no skin. They were just good mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And, brother, and, um, they, it's a rarity. It's very rare just to have really good people, man. God rest Otto's heart and Otto Vonson and Black Jack Mulligan, but man, you're talking about some good people, but Jody Hamilton at the power plant. Jody was a southern boy, but man, if man Jody had not a racist bone in his body, it's a lot of good people that touched my life. And um they really did, man. And Eric Bischoff was number one, but those other guys had a great role too, man. And Chris, I appreciate you chopping it up with me tonight, man. I hope sure. I gave you some good some good content and some good stories. Yeah. You know, but man, brother, I tell you, man, it, it was a beautiful nine year run. And it was great. And you know, just to be on the circuit now talking to you and and doing podcasts, man, it lets me know that man, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I, I will never take away um, what I had for more money or bigger push because I'm I'm doing all right, and I love when I get up and go to the gym and I see a young kid in there. I say, hey, you need to go see Vince McMahon. Hey, you need to go see Chris Jericho. And um, that's it, man. Thank you, Chris. I know that's the bell, baby. Yes, awesome, man. What are you What are you doing nowadays, man? You know, I'm actually, bro. You know, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I called Teddy Long today. I said, Teddy, I said, you know what I think I'm going to do? He says, what? I said, man, I have to go into this autograph session, all these podcasts. I think I'm going to become Am I Smoother Manager. And I guess, ah. you got the po- I guess you got the power when you don't need the money. And it's like, yeah. it's Teddy was like, now, you know what? You as a manager, the way you love to talk and the way you love to dress, you know it's going to be good. I said, Teddy, I just think that's my way into Vince. Cause I, I mean, you know, you can go to my Facebook, Chris, and pull up Harold Hope, and you can look at me. You be like, no, that is not Ice Train. There's no way in the world that that sucker looked like that 20 years later. And I probably look better than I look when I wrestle. And that's that's what's so hilarious. And I told Teddy, I said, man, I just people just I get to be myself. And the thing about it, I don't want to wrestle now. That's the whole thing. I don't want to wrestle. I just want to be a manager and take some young kids under my wing like Teddy did me and, and Thunderbolt did me and just work them, man. That's that's what I would do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing it because it's like my sons are older and I got a little time to travel right now and I get so many invitations to wrestle. I'm like, God wanted me to come to Germany and Japan. I'm like, no, nah, bro. You're going to have the best come. Train, that's a lot of money. I said, man, but you know what? I'm good on that. I want I want to do something different. Maybe I'll get yeah. in touch with Big E in the next year. You see me and Big E walk out together. I right. train with Big E. <laughs> right. You know, but don't don't be surprised if you don't see me at WWE in the next six to nine months. I can tell right. you that one. So you'll be, you'll be, the, no, you'll be the second one. 
because I did tell the guys that two men, what is it called? Two men in a, it's a yep. I told them, he's like, Trent, are you really going back to wrestling? I said, I'm thinking about being a manager. And I'm thinking about being a manager because I think I'll do really good at it. And I kind of look good to be 53, 54 years old. You know, so I think I do good at it, man. I have fun up there. And I can really, and I can really help a guy win a match, lose a match, turn on the guy. But I love wrestling. And that might be my next hobby in the next two years to be a manager. <laughs> so, nice. you know, I'll be choo-chooing out there with somebody soon. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I Sounds man. good, man. Yeah, man. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure. Easy, man. Yeah, you as well. You as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. I've had a really, really good uh, a time chatting with you, and hopefully, we can have you back on the uh, on the show. Hey, you know what? Now I told you first, and whoever's listening, six to nine months. WWE. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Six to nine months. See, only as a manager, no wrestler. Only as a manager. As a manager. It's All gonna right. be fine. You said, and, and I'm telling you, you're the second person I told, and I'm, and that's it. You'll see six to nine months because I've seen. Well, hopefully, like, okay, uh, it's hopefully be you fun. can be on the show before six to nine months because I've talked to WWE many, many times and and many, many WWE wrestlers, and it's such a strict guideline to get people active that's uh, on the show. So hopefully, um, hopefully well, you, you know, be before before that. I do that debut, before I know I'm going. I'm gonna call you up and say, "Hey, we got two weeks to do this podcast. Let's get all it right. done." All, all right. right. God bless you, man. God bless Sounds all good. your fans and all your team out there who listening to you. Have a good one. Bye bye. You as well. Bye bye. <clears throat> Ice Train, ladies and gentlemen. Ice Train. He uh, <laughs> he he laid it down. He laid it down. He said he's gonna be the WWE. Uh, Within six to nine months, you heard it here on the Pancakes of Power Slam show, and we're live, pal. So there's no taking it back. So <laughs> there's no taking it back. <laughs> so, uh, wow, that's, uh, that was that was super cool, man. I really I enjoyed uh, time with with Train. Uh, all right, so uh, let's do this uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Let's. Uh, Let's jump right into these headlines. You ready for the headlines? Uh, we ain't got much time left. Um, that took a while, which was good. That was a really, really good long interview uh, that I enjoyed thoroughly. So, time for it, guys. Let's do this. Headlines. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, Sethi Rollins and Bray Wyatt. So obviously that was a, apparently that was the Vince McMahon call uh, to have Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt like that. Um, that was just crazy. So yeah, it was, it was Vince McMahon's call to do that. I actually wrote an article about it. Um, I wrote an article about it because uh, also Kevin Eck, he actually writes for ROH now. He used to do, um, he used to do, uh, he used to be a writer for WWE. Um, he actually did something about it too. I'm looking at an article I wrote about it. And um, so let me see. 
So basically, according to Fightful Select, that's who that's who uh, that's who broke it. Um, and so basically, Vince Man was the person. Vince Man was the person behind the finish. Meltzer added that uh, Vince wanted to keep. He wants to keep the top faces of the company intact, and those people are Rollins. Uh, Lesnar, Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. So he want to keep, he want to protect those four names because he feel like those are the top names of the company, especially with the Fox launch and things like that. So of course we know we we saw with um, with uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, there was AEW chance, restart match chance, and refund chance, um, and basically. Uh, the source gave Fivefold, told Fivefold, initially, Vince McMahon laughed it off, um, uh, but then there was other people that he event- initially laughed it off, but then he knew he messed up uh, eventually. Uh, he was like, okay, he knew he messed up. So Kevin X says, trust me on this because I know firsthand from working for, for WWE, Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque truly believe you'll complain, but you won't stop watching. They were both smug and condescending about it. They are the fan, they think the fans are rubes. Don't be one. So he was there backstage, so he knows what it's you know he knows what it's all about. He knows you know he can verify Vincent Vincent Triple H's reaction uh, toward uh, negative publicity. Um, so you know basically, and then he then he added on. That he doesn't think the AEW he he doesn't think the AEW and all the other chants mean anything, but what will really mean something is if fans cancel their WWE Network subscription or just stop watching WWE altogether. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting conundrum here that Vince McMahon at this point he can't you know Vince McMahon and Triple H they had the pro wrestling business on lock. Yes, there's ROH, which I love. Got some good peoples over in ROH. Know some good people over in ROH. Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, they, they just signed with Access. Big deal. Um, great talent over there. But they are never, they are not and will never be WWE. So it's like, no matter what, if no matter what, you, you just you can never get to the WWE stage. So for a while, WWE knew that they had a lock because there was no competition. There was no legitimate number two. Now with AEW, um, now with AEW, it's like, okay, well, there's legitimate number two competition. AEW's on TNT. So it feels like Raw and Nitro again, as far as the USA versus TNT. Uh, And so that's the thing, man. And you can't afford to do stuff like that anymore. You just you just can't. You just can't get to the point of okay, I'll I'll just laugh it off when people are given this type of reaction. And of course, of course, Vince McMahon w- did not want to elicit an AEW chant at a WWE show. Now let's let's be real here. As much as he doesn't care about you know cancel WWE Network. And, and, and people don't or, you know, this is awful or, you know, any other thing, boring chance or whatever. As many as many things that he just don't care about, if you're chanting AEW 
If you if if your finish is so bad that you're eliciting an AEW chance at a WWE pay per view, that is a whole different level of bad right there. So we'll see uh, we'll see if this really if he really pays attention to this because this is uh, really important stuff. So um, so as far as real quick as far as um, uh, we'll do the headlines first, and then we'll do uh, w, uh, Raw and SmackDown, um, and then uh, Hell in a Cell. Just real quick thoughts on Hell in a Cell. I think it was one of the worst pay per views that I've seen in the past five years. Uh, uh, Michael says Bray doesn't need a belt and should have never been put in the match that hurt Rollins and Bray. I agree. I agree. I, I, you know how I feel about no, someone not needing a belt. Um, the the goal for everyone is to win the title, but I get it. Uh, I, I definitely get it as far as um, what you mean by that. It's, it's just not – it was way premature. That was way premature. So uh, F-minus, Michael gives it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bad pay-per-view. Now, Becky and Sasha, amazing match. Absolutely amazing match. Uh, very, very good. Um. Everything else, it just went down the, the tank after that. Uh, Reigns and Bryan against Rowan Harper was good. I mean, it, it was it was a it was a it was a good match. It was a good match. The hug it out segment was pretty funny. There's still to me, there's just still something fishy about that. There's something fishy. Like I, there's part of me that still feels a turn coming from Daniel Bryan. It's just still there to me. Um. Orton Ali was just a pointless match to me. It was a segment that came from backstage. I know they had history as far as Orton injuring Ali, but that didn't do anything to me. It's just a disconnect for me with Ali. Uh, looks like they're pushing the Kabuki Warriors as uh, heels now, which I'm not a fan of. I like the missed edition, but um, I mean, I like the fact that they won the titles. Uh, definitely much needed, well deserved, long overdue. But here's the deal. Asuka should be the top baby face uh, of all of the company. Asuka and Ember Moon. So, you know, we've, we've seen Sasha to death. We've definitely seen uh, Charlotte to death. Definitely. Um, and then, you know, uh, as far as Bailey, I like Bailey, but. WWE is failing to really have her connect with the main roster audience. And so Ember Moon, Asuka, uh, Kari Sane is, is, is awesome, but I still think she came up a little bit too premature. Uh, but Asuka and Ember Moon should be the two top baby faces. As far as the top heels, I will still put Alicia, uh, I'll put uh, Alexa Bliss uh, over there as a top heel. She may still, she may stay in the tag team title scene because of her, Concussion scares, that could be the case. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but if, if if it's no issue with concussions anymore, um, uh, I think Alexa Bliss would be a, you know, still top heel. And Charlotte Flair, making her baby face is just a bad call. She needs to be building somebody up. Um Baron and Corbin and Jack, Chad Gable uh, was the same way. Just filler match. No purpose of being on the uh, pre-show. 
Uh, Lacey Evans and Atai was on the pre-show. Um, uh, Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman against the OC. Braun's a mystery partner that made sense. He fits in with them, but another filler match. This was a this was a glorified Raw. Just matches we don't even know about. Orton and Ali came from nowhere. Uh, Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman against the OC in a six-man match on a paper. Like, you're just throwing matches together. Corbin and Gable, you really made that a pay-per-view match. Absolutely terrible, man. And uh, it just seems like they didn't have enough time to book for this for this show. It was, it was bad, very bad. And then Rollins and Wyatt was just one of the worst finishes I've ever seen in my life. And and basically, uh, that from what I've heard, from what I heard, that actually became a referee stoppage. So Bray actually lost the match. Now I think it's too early to put the title on Bray. Um, give him some time, make him develop, but keep him far away from Seth. You should have done this in the first place. I would have been totally fine with like a Bray Wyatt versus Ricochet feud. You know, Ricochet's name is credible enough to uh, <clears throat> to have a feud with. You, you you feud against someone like that, man. Someone with a credible babyface name, Cedric Alexander, uh, Ricochet, someone like that with a credible enough name. But keep them far away from the title picture, especially if you're not going to put the title on them. And I think it's too early to put the title on them. Um, so yeah, and it also uh, I'll bring Evan Tech Proud co-host with the most on for the next headline. Hey yo, hey yo, hey, uh, good yeah. good to be back. Yeah. Glad little blessings in of a year on the mothership. The mothership is the wheel of hell and a cell. <laughs> guy, guy, got to do crappy booking to get people to keep talking about you. I, I do want to say this. Right. Uh, myself and uh, Angry Mark was in your local uh, state, good old Ohio. You say Ohio, and some people would say, hey, would you <laughs> know, in Ohio, we got nothing but cold water in our hotel. So we had no hot water in our hotel. We had to take cold showers before we left. So I just want to thank you, Featherstone, because we blame you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, I was uh, I was out of town. I was on vacation, man. <clears throat> I was on vacation the weekend, so I wasn't in Columbus, so uh, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's, uh, um, so again, says, uh, uh, he says thank yeah. you and God bless. Um, yeah. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, you have to bring. You have to actually blame the bring, the Bengals and the Browns for that uh, cold water because uh, blame the uh, Bengals. Yeah, they have been absolutely terrible, especially the Bengals. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, they, uh, they'll be over oh. six after my Ravens defeat them on Sunday. They'll be over six. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is the worst, man. Absolute we, worst. So we 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 survived the cold water in Ohio. You know, and yep. and the Ravens survived against the Steelers. You know, we knocked out the quarterback cold. Glad he's okay. Hell in a cell, horrible. It, it's amazing to me. It's nothing but filler. You have a pay per view. You only announced four matches. You couldn't have been that busy with the SmackDown premiere and right. the Raw premiere and Lashley making up, making out with Lana and Oscar messing up this, not know how to spit it. 
you can't be that busy. You do one of these solo right. matches, and, and the thing is that pay per view wasn't bad. Sasha and Becky was the best match. Orton and Ali was just random, like basically mm-hmm. a two on five live main event, SmackDown Jack, uh, Action Zone Metal match, which was cool. Right. Brian, <laughs> Brian and Reigns was cool. Jacked and Metal. Um, <laughs> Reigns, 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 and Reigns and Brian was cool. The Bludgeon Brothers, whatever you want to call them. The match, the match was horrible. Bray shouldn't have been in the match to begin with. He doesn't need a title. You should have kept him away from Seth. Seth should have yeah. fought someone else. And for Hell in a Cell, you mean to tell me, let's see, Hell in a Cell history. Bossman got hung. That was legal in Hell in a Cell. Right. Foley got that right. drop through the cell, through the, through the ring. Also, there was a flaming T.Y. 4 with Bob Wire, Triple H, you slayed champions multiple times with Batista and Shawn Michaels. And yet, South could use a chair shot directly on Bray's head. And he could use a ladder and use a toolbox. But once he brought out the sledgehammer, it was too much. Made no yeah. sense. Horrible. And my network yeah. was jacked up. So... You know, I had reached out to you. I reached out to some other colleagues. I didn't know what was going on. My phone was blowing up. I thought somebody died, and everybody was mad about the ending. Yeah. But um, horrible. And yeah, the VIP you know, lights well, and the 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 club VIP nightclub lights going on in the ring. They had yeah. to be upset with my eyes after a while when I replay the red lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was funny. Um. All right. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, next hi- next headline we uh, have is uh, the Book of Man. The Book of Man. I do it for you. You already know I do it for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play. Uh, I-, I think. Uh, it's like a weekly segment of playing Booker T uh, Booker T uh, videos now. <laughs> I'm gonna play this one here. He's talking about uh, uh, how, how Kofi Kingston should have been booked um, uh, on the. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, how how Booker how, how Kofi Kingston should have been booked to lose the title. So I'm about to play that now. Um. All right. So, just a moment. Let me play it. Let me bring it up real quick. Nice. Uh, all right. Pull it up real quick. Play the book of man. I'll do it for you. Um. All right. Just a moment. Pull that up real quick. Um. All right. So, real quick. Uh. Share. Listen, I appreciate the patron, uh, the patrons. I appreciate those who are dedicated to Patreon. And matter of fact, Lexi, Lexi, email me your T-shirt size because <clears throat> after three months you get a free T-shirt. So Mo got his already. Um, hope you're sporting your pancakes and power slams T-shirt, Mo. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, Lexi, Lexi uh, email me your. Uh, Email your, me your T-shirt size, so I'll be in your address and all that good stuff, and I'll be getting uh, I'll be giving you one as well. 
Uh, you wear it at the gym when you work out. All right, let the gym know about the pancakes and power slams. I dig it. Hey, you should have swore to AEW when you went last week. That would have been a perfect time to wear your pancakes and power slams at the AEW premiere. Oh, come on, Mo. <laughs> that would be the perfect time to do it. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's play this. AD. Okay, so the reason why I'm saying that, hey, look, give to Patreon. I'm uh, uh, every time you give to Patreon, and and you know, just 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 really appreciate everybody supporting the Pancakes and Power Sam show. And it's an extra level of support if you just give a a uh, a, a, a to go McDonald's combo every single month. That's all. Just a combo from McDonald's. That's all you got to do. Yeah, Lexi, you too. You could have done your work to SmackDown on, on Friday, but it's cool, though. Uh, we, we'll make it happen. You had to wear your Cody uh, All Elite shirt. Okay. Oh, that's that's cool. I, I, I can dig that. I can do that. Yeah, chicken sandwich combo. Exactly. Exactly. Like, ditch your Popeye's chicken sandwich combo because they're not, you know, you have to bring your own bun now. So, you can ditch that hey, for look. a month. Shout <laughs> out to Wendy's, here. man. To be able to do it. Don't forget so. about the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, they, uh, well, which one? So Wendy's spicy chicken's good, but, you know, the, the Popeye's, I mean, Popeye's was amazing, though. I mean, you know, you can't. Who was it that uh, tried to do some competition that actually brought the donut, the terrible diabetes sandwich? Uh, oh, I can't the, remember. The donut on the top uh, and the bottom yeah. is a, it's a bun. Oh, just terrible. Oh, yeah, they do um, that. Um, yeah, the donut, the sandwich where is the burger and, and the, the um, bun is actually no, the donut. No, it's like a chicken. It's a donut chicken sandwich, dude. I forgot where it is. What? But it's just, yes, a donut chicken sandwich. Yes. KFC. Sports Hotel said KFC. Okay, KFC is trying to do a competition with the donut chicken sandwich. That's terrible. All right, yeah, so it for, is KFC. For, for time crunch. All right, so my purpose of saying that is I'm always with with the more I'm listener supported, the more I get to have some really, really cool enhancements on the show. Um and here's one of the enhancements. Nice little extra presentation to the show. Just like that. And now we're going to play uh Booker T's uh video. So th- this week here's <laughs> <laughs> Here's a segment, ladies and gentlemen, called This Week with Booker T. <laughs> <laughs>
look at Booker T's nails. <laughs> he can get like manicured or something. <laughs> and real quick, for those who are listening on audio, we're looking at the Booker T on Kofi Kingston losing the WWE Championship of SmackDown reality of wrestling video. So tune in with us. He still wears King Booker ring. Yeah, he does. Tell me that. that way. <laughs> New day to NXT, Michael says. So he's about to get into the booking here.
Man, he makes a good point, man. I think that'd have been good, and that's what I was thinking, man. I was uh, when I was when I was having a conversation about this. I said that um, it should have been the trouble in paradise. He should have got him in the trouble in paradise. Uh, and what a, what I would have done is I would have, as soon as the bell would have rang, I would have had Kofi Kingston, pow, trouble in paradise, uh, and then Brock kicks out at two and a half. Brock uh, F5s him. One, two, Kofi kicks out. And then Kofi gets him in another uh, trouble in paradise. One, two, and like three quarters, Brock kicks out. And then Brock F5s Kofi, and that does it. That would have protected Kofi if he would have done that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what should have happened. Yeah, I had uh, I got nothing but quiet. Unfortunately, I couldn't even hear what Booker T um, had said. You know, my end it was real quiet, so it was just dead. dead yeah, the audio, but... the audio's not gonna pick it up. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Angry Mark called it to to the T. Uh, I was surprised Kofi didn't get one lick. I thought let let him do the trouble and pride or something. But Pink Brock Brock kicks all that too. He tries it again at five the end, but um. How it is, uh, you know, I guess they, they uh, you know, a lot of people were upset behind that. They were fuming, fuming man, yep. like hell in a cell. So I think WWE, but we all knew this was going to come. We knew Brock was going to win. We knew it. Unhappy fans Friday night and Ivory fans on Sunday. Yep. So we'll see what he indeed. does next. Indeed, indeed. Um, Yep, we'll see. I agree. We'll see. We'll see what happens next, and uh, <clears throat> that's just the way the way it is. All right. So the next uh, the next thing is uh, <laughs> old Goaty and, and and Matt Riddle. So uh, on, on the uh, Chronicle, um, on the on Goldberg's Chronicle, I haven't seen all of it yet. I, I saw just a little bit of it uh, after Hell in a Cell, and then. Uh, I really want to watch. I really want to watch all of it. Um, so, so part of the chronicle is uh, he got he gets into he has a little something with Matt Riddle. We are uh, many of us know Matt Riddle has been talking smack, hardcore smack at Goldberg, like shooting against Goldberg. And so Chronicle picked up uh, a backstage uh, encounter between the two and I thought that this was really really interesting so I'm going to play this too um, as soon as I pick it up uh, let me pick it let me pause it real quick alright so I'm going to play this too and I thought that this was really 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 cool I thought this was really really interesting really interesting you could tell that go <laughs> you could tell that Goldberg was saving what was was keeping a lot of composure uh, as he was as he encountered Matt Riddle. I thought this is really really interesting. You could tell that Goldberg was quite upset. Uh, it's first trivia question of the night: Who did Edge defeat to win his first uh, Intercontinental Championship? <clears throat> Who did Edge defeat to win his first Intercontinental Championship? 
All right, so let me play this uh, video between Riddle and Goldieberg. Yikes. 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 (laughs) The tension is thick. Wowers. That was, uh, that was something right there. Yeah. So you can tell that, uh, (laughs) if it wasn't for those cameras, uh, Goldberg would have been, uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, um, in the network. Good job, Jeff Jarrett. Um, man, you could tell if those cameras was not around, it would have been uh it would have been it would have been much easier for much more tempting for Goldberg to uh to to to, to throw some bows. So um Goldberg just uh, uh Michael says Goldberg just got caught out also by Bret Hart yesterday. Well, what's Bret Hart going to do? Honestly, let's let's be honest with that. But yeah, I think that exchange was really really interesting. For those who are listening on the audio, uh, check out the uh, uh, Goldberg's Chronicle on the network. They show a, a segment with him and Matt Riddle. Um, Matt Riddle's been very vocal, just trashing Goldberg on Twitter. I even made a video about him, and so he. Uh, so basically, he bumps into Matt Riddle on accident, but on purpose, obviously. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it was really, really interesting uh, how that exchange went, and uh, it definitely seemed like there was some things that Goldberg wanted to uh, discuss off camera. So uh, we'll see, we'll see where, where that goes. Uh, Lexi, uh, ask that and ask Chris question and, um, we'll see if we make some time for it. What year did Steve Austin win the Intercontinental title? What year did Steve Austin win the Intercontinental title? All right. Um, so we're going, we'll be able to jump into the foot of the week. Um, um, let me pull up this information about what Lexi's talking about. If she asked a question, um, if she asked a question, we'll talk about it. All uh, right. So uh, no one's got that answer right yet. No one's got that answer right yet. Um, what year did Steve Austin win his first? Oh, Internet Network is is on it. 
Internet work is on at 1997. All right, I see Internet work and Mo. <laughs> Mo says, dang it, because uh, Internet work uh, beat him to it. Beat him <laughs> to it. Uh, all right, so um, any more Ask Chris questions before we jump into the flavor of the week? Let me know. Yeah, let you, me um... know. Yeah, I, I thought, because I guess some of the shows mixed up, I thought they already did a Goldberg special, and I thought, I don't know why I thought it was called Chronicle, so the Chronicle one was be new. Because then they do a Goldberg one before? Uh, so yeah, like they, the Mania. I think it was the one, it was, I think it was one about Mania, but I don't think it was, like, specifically oh, Goldberg. Okay. Um, this one's Chronicle. Um... It chronicles June, like right after Crown Jewel to um, SummerSlam, I believe. So, um, okay. so Lexi's asking, uh, are we going to t- discuss Jeff Hardy's uh, alleged domestic uh, incident that was reported by TMZ? Um, Jeff Hardy's, I guess, yeah, Jeff Hardy's. Um, so I, I knew about the D, uh, uh, DWI. So he had bloody nose from fighting with me. TMZ's reporting. Let me bring this up really quickly. Um, let's see. All right. <clears throat> so here's a TMZ article here. Um, large this. <clears throat> All right, so at Bloody Nose Door and DWI arrest from fight with wife. So troubling twist. Cops say that uh, he had a bloody nose during a stop. <clears throat> told officers from an earlier fight with his wife. Um, received a tip about a, a careless and reckless driver around 8:40 p.m. on October 3rd. So when they found the car, they noticed he was parked in front of a liquor store. Um, when he came out, he was carrying a case of beer. Um, they pulled him over when they observed weaving badly in this lane. So during the stop, the officer noticed Hardy uh, had what seemed to be a dried blood, would seem to be dried blood on his nose, and asked what had happened. Hardy advised. Him and his wife have gotten into a fight. Um, and so they didn't get any more details. So cops said Hardy admitted to taking two shots of vodka early in the night, and he ultimately admitted to being impaired. So, you know, it's, oh, man, you know, it is, um, they're not investigating for domestic violence, but if Hardy filed a complaint, they would look into it. Um, really sad stuff, man. I mean, just like, come on now. See, that's again. See, listen. You wonder why I'm unashamed about talking about my faith. That's why, because you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again, man. Like, I know that you know everybody. I know that it can get really, really tough. I get it. I understand it. Um. I totally, 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 totally understand. Um, but here's the thing. Um, you need 
you need to get some some good counseling. Uh, you need a mentor. Uh, you need uh, a life coach um, that'll help you from a spiritual standpoint because you just can't keep doing it. You just you just can't keep relying on yourself to make yourself better, man. You just can't. you can't. And uh, obviously, there's an issue. Obviously, there's an addiction problem, um, and. He he just needs to be. I understand, you know, he wants to be back in wrestling. He got injured. I know that probably wrestling actually helped because he probably has a lot of idle time now, which is making, you know, uh, temptations arise. I get all of that, man. But uh, he needs to be around some accountability. Um, I wish that I had an opportunity to talk to Jeff Hardy myself. I wish I did. I really do, man. I really do. Uh, because I would really challenge him to go to church, first of all, um, and, you know, just really give a slap to the Lord. And, um, man, I, I just, it, it, it really, it really saddens me to, to see, to see that stuff. All right, so let's jump into the rest of these questions here. Favorite moment over the last week was uh, vacationing with my wife, actually. We went to, uh, it was our anniversary last um, last week, last, uh, last Wednesday. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we were, um, uh, we took a tour of the islands. Not, uh, we didn't, we didn't get, uh, we weren't. We didn't fall victim to Jeff Cobb's finish <laughs> at Torley Islands, but went up to Port Clinton. Had a, a lake condo there. A uh, nice view on the uh, just the, the horizon. Just endless water. Just the lake was just absolutely beautiful. So we went to Port Clinton. Drove over to Catawba Island. Took a ferry over to uh, Putin Bay, and uh, just it was just peace. It was just tranquility. Good food too. Like there was a Mexican joint there, that was just oh man, it was amazing. It was incredible. <clears throat> All right, so let me see here. Uh, what I think about AEW? Uh, what I think about AEW Dynamite? It was okay. It was okay. It was it was fresh. I loved the setup. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I would say in the Monday Night Wars, NXT one AEW zero. Uh, I think NXT was fantastic. I think it was phenomenal. I loved it. Absolutely loved NXT. Um, so it was okay, um, but still, there's there, there was nothing about AEW to me. I liked the ending. Uh, I liked uh, Hager coming out. It was cool. Good heat. I get it. But there was nothing about AEW to me that was just like whoa, like oh that or that person is being. Super built up, um, you know. There, there wasn't anybody new that was really uh, um, being developed on their first show, you know. So it it didn't give me a wow factor. I enjoyed the show. Um, I enjoyed the show. It was um, like I said, a nice fresh feel. I like the TNT feel. 
it was it was weird having two of the best play by plays to be next to each other, Jr. and Tony Schiavone, and then Excalibur jumping from play by play to color, and so it was like they need to find out the you know the the fusion between those three. You can't just you can't have three people doing color, uh, doing, doing play-by-play. That That's people stepping on each other's toes, which, which they did. Um, so, yeah, I, I preferred NXT. I think NXT won AW0 uh, last week. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. But just the star power, to me, just wasn't there as much with AW. And uh, just bell-to-bell action from NXT was just... It was a, it was incredible. I enjoyed it. Right, let me zoom through these real quick before um, before we get into the flood of the week. Uh, Samoan Dynasty with Rikishi. Uh, I like it. Uh, I, I like that. I think it would be a good spot with Rikishi. Uh, Jacob um, Jacob Fatu, man, he's uh, he's killing it. He's uh yeah. he's he's amazing man uh, and I think that uh, he he's just a, a powerhouse. Um, he's a star man. He's a star. I know he's killing AEW with the Contra, but um, um, but yeah, I think man, it's clear that AEW that it's clear that WWE would want to acquire him. Because he's, uh, I watched him live actually. Uh, you and I both when we went, we went to MLW show um, at WrestleMania weekend, and uh, yeah. man, this dude is just a monster. I mean, he looks like yeah. he he looks amazing, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's killing it, man. So all tons of potential, tons of potential with Jacob Fatu. Um. Right, let's see uh, what else real quick, real quick, real quick. I hear the promo that Rikishi did talking about WWE how it's filming. I not, I've not seen that promo yet. Um, send me a link on Twitter about it. It's probably you know I, I don't know if it's a shoot because it, he wouldn't be holding uh, <laughs> he would he wouldn't be holding <laughs> he wouldn't be talking about himself because he was Intercontinental Champion and is he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, so he wouldn't be talking about himself. Uh, so I, I'm interested to hear that. All right, so uh, we got a few minutes left. Let's jump into the flavor of the week. Let's do this. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, last of the question of the night: Who did Stephanie McMahon <laughs> defeat to win the woman's title? Who did Stephanie McMahon defeat to win the woman's title? All right, so we're going to do uh, our second week of pro wrestling percentages. So as last week, uh, so as we did last week, we had lots of fun with this, um, and we're going to continue it this week. Um, we're going to talk about uh, pro wrestling percentages. Pro wrestling percentages. So I'm going to give you the statement. And then you're going to give me the percentage of it happening. Um, all right, let's start with this one. Um, let's start with this one here. Um, all right, Mo. Cool. Mo, Mo knows his, uh, his trivia. Jacqueline. 
Uh, all right, so here's the first percentage. Bray Wyatt will win the 2020 Royal Rumble. Bray Wyatt will win the 2020 Royal Rumble. 60%. 60, you said, uh... Yep. Michael says 1%. Mo says 100%. Winner. We all got. So what says was 30%. Alright. 30%. Alright. Um, uh, here's a part of me that thinks that they're going to give him the strap for Survivor Series. If he don't win the Survivor Series, I think. I don't think he's going to win the Royal Rumble to main event mania. I think he's going to be like an attraction, like an Undertaker-style attraction at mania, but not main eventing for the title. So I would say about uh, 7% chance that Bray Wyatt will win the Royal Rumble. All right, next percentage. Wow, you think Baron Corbin's going to win the Royal Rumble, though? For SmackDown, Huddle says Royal Rumble's gonna be for SmackDown. I can see that. Next percentage: Braun Strowman will win his first WWE or Universal title before SummerSlam 2020. Braun Strowman will win his first WWE or Universal title before SummerSlam 2020, so before August of 2020, 10%. which is 10 months from now. Twenty percent. Jeremy yep. says zero percent. Wow. Mo says one percent. Man, no faith in the Braun Strowman. <laughs> okay, here we go. Huddle. Eighty percent, thirty thirty-three percent. Michael says so one third of a chance that he'll uh, that he'll win. Um, Jeremy <laughs> says all he does uh, all he does is free with celebs now. Um, I'll say I think he'll probably win it at uh, SummerSlam. So before SummerSlam is the question. So I think he'll win it at SummerSlam. So I think the percentage is very low. Uh, I think it'll be uh, I'll say I'll say so we got 10 months. I'll say a 12% chance. I'll say a 12% chance that he'll, that he'll win. All right. Next one. Next one. Ronda Rousey will compete at WrestleMania 36. Ronda Rousey will compete at WrestleMania 36. And, um, 80%. Um, uh, Patreon members, uh, all all the top tier Patreon members, uh, send me a message because it's going to be Patreon selected um, <clears throat> percentages for next week. So send me a message of what percentage, what statements you guys are making. So that'll be a, a reward for the <clears throat> Patreon um, Patreon peeps. All right. Um, 
55% for Tammy, 75% for uh, Mo, 10% for Huddle, 100% for Michael. Um, so she was trying to get pregnant. There hasn't been any news of her getting pregnant. You know, the only news from Rhonda has been, you know, unfortunately her finger being decapitated. Uh, severed, I should say. Decapitated is more head-wise. Severed. Um, but, you know, I think her coming back to Total D, or coming to Total Divas is going to be a way to integrate her. Um, so, I will say a 85% chance that Ronda Rousey will be competing at WrestleMania 36. Um, yeah, that would be my, that would be my percentage. All right, let's do uh, let's do a couple more real quick. Uh, next is uh, this right here: The Rock versus Randy Orton will occur at WrestleMania 36. There was some teasing. Rock said no. I hope so. Uh, and, and Orton, you know, Orton when he came back said, "I'm is that a no?" And so there's been some teasing. So I would like to see yeah. it actually. Big, I would uh, too. Cool. I think it'd be a good spot for Randy Orton. He's at the point now where he's just, you know, there's not many other spots to give him. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, him versus The Rock would be a really good marquee spot at WrestleMania. That's a Twenty-five percent Mo, negative five hundred percent Michael, four <laughs> percent Tammy, point one percent for Tuttle. Uh, that should be his retirement match, Mo says. Um, I think he should put somebody over, a good baby face over in this retirement match. Uh, I would say it really depends on the Rock schedule. If, if, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'm going to take what GSP says. It's 50%. Everything's 50-50 with the Rock. I, I agree with that. If he's available, if he's available, I think it's 100%. If he's not available, it's 0%. So, he wants a good Mania payday. There you go. All right, real quick. Last one. Kofi Kingston will be world champ again. Kofi Kingston will be world champ again. All right. 5%. So, how much? 5. 5%. 85% yep. most is. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, 10% chance. 90% title says uh, and another fed 50% yeah I can see that <laughs> I'll say 10% so yep that's my that's my uh, my goal there that's my that's what I'm gonna do that's uh, it's a uh, 50% chance all right ladies and gentlemen uh, Tim agrees with 10% but pleasure ladies and gentlemen uh, Chris Featherstone on behalf of Evan Tech Pro and Matt Radio 393 yes, the books. Thank you so much, Ice Train. Uh, good night, everybody. Uh, have a good week. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Be sure to hit that like button, guys. Uh, leave a comment. I really, really appreciate it. It was JHP uh, said zero percent. That was it. So, yeah, I don't know. That could, that could be the case. <laughs> but I'll give it 10%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hit that thumb button, share the video, let's continue to build, 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 uh, PNC Nation. God bless you all. Until next week, I do it for you. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Have a good
Have a good Take week. Care, uh, great show. Good night. Let's have some fun next week. And like I said, be sure to hit that thumbs up button, guys. Hit the thumbs button. If you can donate to Patreon, there's the um, there's the uh, website down there. Just you know, just you know, just a uh, 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 a happy meal. Just, you know, just don't go out. Just, just show your love, guys. Show your love for the Pancake Conversation Show, so I can keep doing some, some fun things for you all, so we can keep uh, elevating the show after seven and a half years, man. It's, uh, we appreciate uh, your donation. So, God bless you all. Have a good night. And uh, enjoy your week of wrestling. I'll do it for you. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.